And welcome back to another edition of Real Talk Sports Presents, The Real DMV. And I got the pleasure of everybody, listeners, I'm telling you, I got the pleasure right now to introduce my brother from another St. John's alumni. He taught me the ways through high school. He got me out the ways through high school. This man looked out for me all the way through, man. I can't appreciate this man. Like He's like my brother for real, man. But I want to really introduce myself to um, Daryl Jones. Real Talk Sports, I'm glad to have him on the show. Daryl, thanks for taking out the time to come out here and, you know, just, you know, kind of talk to our listeners about, you know, your life experiences, being, a, um, you know, a DMV athlete, you know, that grind, that mentality, and what it took to get here. Yeah, yeah, man, you know? for sure, so, for sure. Yeah, man, so, I mean, thank you for coming on the show. Um, you know, pretty much what this whole platform is about, just kind of telling our listeners, you know, you know, how certain athletes came to be in the DMV, like how they grew or, you know, what, what it took for them to get to that next level, um, you know, that grind, you know, what was your, you know, motivation, who do you look up to, you know, and I just want to kind of like get kind of when we get started with the podcast, like with you, Daryl, like I just want to like explain to the listeners, like how was, how was growing up in this area, like changed you to really, you know, force yourself to go play sports or like, did you, did you see yourself Growing up, like sports was just something you were just addicted to, right? Right from like a young age. I mean, sports was pretty much everything to me. Yeah, and it uh, it taught me a lot. Um, it kept me focused. Uh, my parents used it as like a punishment. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So if I wasn't getting my grades right, or if I was acting out, you know what I'm saying I couldn't go to practice. I couldn't play my, you know, what I'm saying in, in the games or nothing like that. So I mean. They use that against me, so I mean, it ended up being a motivator. So, I mean, that's what mm-hmm. what kept me focused. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you when you took that focus to the next level and you got to high school, um, like, explain like how that journey was transitioning from um, going from you know little league and like you know um, middle school to like the high school level, and then you know coming to St. John's. What made you pick St. John's over all the other schools that were out there? You know. <laughs> Like, you know, a lot of people had their way. Gerald told me his ways last on the last episode of Real DMV, um, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what your opinion is. I mean, so private school was a whole different ball game for me. <laughs> I ain't, I had no idea about private school mm-hmm. until, like, St. John's and DeMatha and all those schools was, like, coming to my uh, unlimited games towards the end of the season. But, um... I chose St. John's because I wasn't going to DeMatha because it was all boys. So. <laughs> Same reason. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it all came Damn, down I to. You, I, wasn't, I wasn't really <laughs> feeling the whole all boys thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, as far as the transition from Little League to St. John's, it was, uh, it was a big jump for me. I mean, I, I came from public schools and then moving to private schools and then having to deal with just a whole – different culture, you know what I'm saying? The game was the same, still, I knew how to play football, I just didn't know how to play the game within the confines of a private school, so I really didn't fit the mold to start, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, on top of playing football, I had to learn to play the game in the classroom with the teachers and yeah. You know what I'm saying? With with all those folks. So Hey, I remember Miss Rogers class. You was like her number one student, Algebra Two, dog. <laughs> but yeah, math was my thing. That's, yeah. That was my go to. I was always good in math. You know yeah, what I'm man. Mm-hmm. So That's what's up. Uh, yeah. But um, you know, going through that high school, you know, four years, you know, you got that experience, you got that growth, you, you grew up. 
Um, everything, you know, changed when she got to college, you know, and that was like, you know, everybody says high school is a whole, you know, it's never even compared to what you get into in college, you know, and you hear from a lot of athletes, though, you know, they, they, the, the grind that it takes to get to that next level in college, so that way you can get recognized if you want to go to, the, you know, the, the big leagues. And, you know, and the school you went to started off was Northeastern, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And we all saw your highlight reels from the, from the uh, you know, the Real DMV production videos on Instagram. I <laughs> must say those were some incredible highlights. I'm very impressed. My man got some incredible skills. Um, but tell, tell us about your experience in Northeastern, though, man. Like, how did that go? So, um, to start, I went to Northeastern early. Yeah. Um, I left. I got there probably, like, two months before most other freshmen arrived. I was trying to get on and get get going right away. Um, so, I was working out with the seniors and the juniors, the rising seniors and rising juniors. Um, just trying to get my name out there, trying to, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, just get on the field as soon as possible. I mean, I knew it took a grind. I I was smaller than average, so I had to work on, you know what I'm saying, getting stronger, getting faster in the off season as fast as possible if I wanted to play my freshman year. So I had to go after it. Um but yeah, just being at Northeastern was uh was an experience, you know what I'm saying? Like I went to St. John's, we was pretty much a winning team. Like we won a good amount of games. Then I went to Northeastern my freshman year and we struggled. Mm-hmm. And um I had to play under a different defensive coordinator every year, so I had to learn a new defensive st- strategy every year. Um, but I just really didn't really like it there too much because when we did lose, people ain't care about losing, and I fucking hate losing. Oh, man. Excuse my language, no. but I hate losing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I had a good amount of scouts looking at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the next level from, from Northeastern. Um, so I was going to stick it out there, even though a lot of my friends were telling me I was gonna, I should transfer. Okay. And then the program went under, so I had to transfer, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I ended up at the University of Delaware. You know? gotcha. And I chose Delaware because it was the most, as far as schools that wanted me, it, it had the most seniors and it had the most, you know what I'm saying, opportunity to make it to a national championship you know what I'm saying so to me it was a guarantee I was going to start because I was going to work my you know what I'm saying tail off on the off season to get wherever I had to be to, to play you know what I'm saying so it worked out I mean I went there and we went to a national championship we won the conference championship that's what's up we won like our first nine in a row mm-hmm. I mean we was we was doing big things so that was cool. Had a few NFL shots after that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah. that's how all that went. Hey, that's a good story, man. But, you know, most people don't know, how, like, the grind and the hustle that it took to, to get to that level and oh, really yeah. make sure, like, you you going in there, like, early for camp and trying to get your name known, get your, you know, show people your work ethic, you know, how much you want to grind, how much you want to take this on, you know, so... And, that, and that's a good message for all our listeners out there, you know, from them young talent that's trying to grow up and trying to see what it takes to get to that grind and, like, you know, that next that next level. And, you know, you sharing that story with them, it's a good motivation for them to, you know, keep on, you know, even though things might seem, you know, you can't get it, you can't get what you want, but if you just take that next step and then you really think and believe in yourself, and, you know, and use your talents and your skill, you really make something out of it, you yeah, know. You know, yeah. you just got to keep moving forward, you know. You can never give up, you know. It, it's... It, this, it's always something there for you. 
you know so if i was to give any advice to mm-hmm. any kids like up and coming trying to make it at whatever it be may it be sports or be educational or whatever it is that you got in your head mm-hmm. is is just pursue it as hard as you possibly can and make everybody prove you wrong you know what i'm saying like you got to figure out what you want to do and then you got to go do it but you got to you got to put the effort and the and the work in on the back end. Like I, my my motto is, you know what I'm saying, grind in the dark and it'll come to the light. You know what I'm saying. If you you put the work in when ain't nobody watching and you ain't trying to show off for nobody, you just grinding because that's what your passion is. When it's time to show up, you gonna show out. That's my you know I'm saying. That's my mindset. I, I love it, man. That's a great message right there. Great message. Um, and it kind of. Reminds me back to the video at the end when I saw that message sent to those kids when they were doing their um, the football practice, oh, yeah, yeah. and that was a real message right there. And it really meant something because it 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 really tells like if you do what you said you did. You know, I can't remember you know the the right quote, but I'm pretty sure you. Yeah, I said I told them um, if you want to be great at something, you got to become obsessed with it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And uh, the young boys, so I asked them. I told him, if you don't know what obsessed mean, it means, you know what I'm saying, all you do is think about that thing. That's all you do is think about that one thing that you want. And you think about it all day long and how you got to work to get to it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's pretty much what I was trying to get to. Yeah, I love that message, man. Because yeah, if you have that, if you have that exception, like you know you want it, you're hungry for it, you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's easy. Easy for you, you just think about the stuff that you do. Just mm-hmm. think about the stuff you do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. The stuff that you so so about, you don't really do nothing with it. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The girl you want, the car you want, you be after it. You trying to get to it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you gotta put what's important to you and then go after it. Like it's the most important thing in the world to you. I can't agree more. I can't really? agree more. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads me to you know. Another transition with you know with, with what you're doing right now and um, is it kind of remembers like you have so much, so much passion for the game you have so much passion for being Sorry. an athlete you have so much passion for like grinding and really trying to you know just really do what you want to do in the sporting industry and the other thing I'm really impressed with you about Daryl too is um, the the fact that you're also passionate about your community and like how you want to be a part of something bigger than what you, what you're bringing to the table and you just want to like. You want to just create something like that's like really changing people's lives, and you, that's why you got elite performance fitness right now too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I congratulate you on you know hustling, grinding, making that a label, a brand. Um, that's that's a really big movement. That's entrepreneurship at its finest. I can tell you, I think this is the age of uh, entrepreneurship for a lot of us. Um, but it's just so good to see that, and to see that you're getting such a good congregation of people coming out, really supporting. You know, you got the young kids out there, um, and it's just really grinding. You just really seeing like a change in how they feel about their the lifestyle and how they feel about the work ethics and you know their their energy and the every day that you bring to them when you work them out. Like it's impressive, bro. And I must say congratulations on that, man. That's, that's really cool, man. That's yeah. really really cool. Definitely. And I just want to you know just I just want to get an, uh, the listeners a. Uh, kind of perspective of like how that came about like what elite performance came about you know i mean so the way it all came about is um i was working in the government building Mm -hmm. i was still training and trying out for nfl team gotcha um and i sat there like i said and i thought about it like what's something that i can do every day and 
and be passionate about something that I care about. You know what I'm saying? And I went down to the gym, working downstairs, working out in the gym, and one of the ladies that worked in the government building with me it was like, uh, do you train people? And like from right there, I was like, I mean, yeah, I trained my father and my brother, but it's just for play, you know what I'm saying? So then I just went and bought the book, you know what I'm saying? Read through it and mm-hmm. took the test, and then I just took it from there, just trying to build on it. But like all my life, I cared about people, you know what I'm saying? Trying to build people up, trying to make people better, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Whatever that better means, you know what I'm saying? Whatever your better mm-hmm. might not be my better, but it's just like trying to create like a healthier individual, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, so that's where it all sparked from. You know what I'm saying that's awesome, man. That's uh, that just kind of reminded me when how I started the podcast. So so reminiscent because my manager came by one day. This is like three years ago in 2015. My manager came by one day, walked past me. She was like, "James, we know we talk about sports all the time. I don't know why we don't do something about it." I'm like, "I don't know what to do with it." Yeah. She's like, "We should we should do a podcast." I'm like, "A podcast? What's that?" You know, I ain't really. Think about podcasts like that, and then yeah. all of a sudden I start researching it, doing, looking into things, and I'm just like, man, that sounds like a really cool thing to do because how you're so passionate about, you know, helping people, and then you know, being there to, you know, get people the energy and and, and make them look good every day. They want to wake up, you know. I, I love talking about sports too, and then this is like so reminiscent how you know that passion came from this one thing. Somebody just said, hey, do you work out, people? Hey, do you like? Do you want to do you know a podcast? So. It's uh it's pretty impressive, bro, and um and it's it's really amazing to see a lot of you know, uh the, the you know the WCAC community coming together and also like because I, I see Stefan doing it too yeah. and you know he's out here in the area. Chris doing this is um hustle camp, yeah. uh, you know so it's really good to see all these different programs that are out here supporting the black community as well and just everybody around them really and just you know giving back and trying to really show this is the right path to take, you know, this is the right hustle to take to, you know, make sure you get to where you want to be and not just, you know, out here in the streets doing nothing and wasting your time and your um, energy and your effort where you can do me, do me doing so much more, you know, so much more potential. So it's good to see y'all really making a change. Though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, just kind of like tie it up at the end, though, Daryl. just want to ask you, you know, one thing, you know, how's, how's things going on now? What's, what's new with Daryl Jones these days, man? So, you know, you know, Dallas Cowboys coming up, you know. Yeah, we're pre- gonna do our thing. Uh, I don't Definitely know, but so you feel thing. like Aaron Rodgers, you gonna get y'all, you gonna get y'all revenge this year? Y'all got them, you know. Do our thing, man. We got y'all this year too, though. I can't wait. Not really worried. It's gonna about be the in the bins, in the bins stadium. Not worried about this. Hey, no worry. Shout out to my man Paul Warlow. He's a, he's a UD guy. You know hey, Paul, so my man Paul. That. He got the he with Detroit now, man. Ah. Uh, Oh yeah. yeah, he don't want the Falcons no more. Yeah, yeah man, cause we got that Duke Riley dude from LSU. Yeah, uh, but it's all good though. We'll see though. I'm, I'm excited for the football season. You know, I'll be there, uh, home opener. I can't wait, Green Bay. But you know, how you feel about your Cowboys this year though, man? You I like it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, we had a strong showing last year. Yeah. Um. We got my man Zeke in the backfield. You know what I'm saying. I mean, if he ain't in trouble, you know what I'm saying. Uh. And we just added my man. I don't know. How to say his funny name, Swishner, <laughs> whatever. Wide receiver from UNC. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He going to take Cole Beasley's mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. and do numbers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's so, good. All right. We'll see what happens. Man, Jalen Brown back in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Excited and geared up. You ain't scared of Philly attack this season or the Giant, the big bit, the big blue. Uh, the Giants do look scary because uh, 
Dallas ain't got no secondary. <laughs> Everybody in the NFC. He speaks East. a real fan, Jasmine. They got no secondary. Yeah, yeah real loud. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I feel and, and the whole NFC East is stacked at receiver right That's now. That's true. That's very true. Even yeah. sorry, Redskins got Terrell Pryor on there. They got uh, Josh Dawson. Josh Dawson. And they got uh, Jameson Crowder. And then they got Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. <laughs> But yeah. he hurt again. Yeah, he He's a pansy. <laughs> it is what it is. I feel you, man. But I, I can't wait for it to start. Thursday, you know what I'm saying? The Cowboys preseason game. We on and live. Yes, and Who y'all play again? I think we got Detroit. Detroit? Yeah. That's what's lit. That's lit. That's lit. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. But all right, man. Well, I do appreciate your time here on The Real DMV. It's been a pleasure. Um, you got any last words for our listeners out there? You know, trying to hear what you, you know. Any message, last message you got for them? Whatever it is that you're trying to get after, man, just go get it, man. Take your passion and take it to the next level. Really, man, bro. I D, pleasure. I appreciate right, you bro. coming out. Appreciate it. Appreciate you on the show. Yeah, yeah,